success is spending my time wisely on the things that really truly matter, not money and not status and recognition. It's just, you know, loving those around me and doing that well and making a difference and having an impact. Welcome to the Ladies Who Lead podcast. This is a community of women supporting women. Tune in every other Thursday to hear from SK Vaughn as she catches up with ordinary ladies doing extraordinary things. We will cover topics like diversity and inclusion, gender pay gap, thought leadership, and respect in the workplace. We want to celebrate with you and hear stories of success and hard lessons learned. Whether you are a lady who leads in the boardroom or a lady who leads in your community, this is the place for you. Let's do this. Caitlin Moore is the founder and owner of Glamping Alabama, which is an event rental company that provides upscale camping, lounge, and sleepover experiences for the greater Birmingham area. When Caitlin is not working on her business, you can find her homeschooling her three kiddos, tending to her chickens, reading a book, and spending time outdoors. She's a follower of Christ and is active in her local church community, Church of the Highlands. Her love for small business ownership has led her to mentoring others in their own glamping startups. Wow, this is going to be a great episode. I'm so excited that you are joining us today and cannot wait for you to hear from Caitlin. Wow. I'm so excited to have Caitlin here on the podcast. Welcome to the ladies who lead. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Well, every episode I start things off with how are you surviving and thriving this week? And so while you're thinking through that, I'll start first. Um, how am I surviving this week? Well, it has been just a crazy season of uncertainty of, um, finding renewed strength and overcoming a lot of just personal things that have been going on. And so I've been kind of surviving in that same kind of vein there, but then how am I thriving? I just feel like also at the same time, like learning so much along the way and figuring out, you know, how to adult in a lot of ways, how to overcome personal battles and and having to find creative solutions to really talk things out and on a professional level, on a personal level. And I'm just really thriving in this season of kind of coming into my own. And so that's how I'm currently surviving and thriving this week. What about you, Caitlin? Well, um, I would say surviving. It's definitely, it's been a tough week. It feels like it's been the longest week probably. And it's only Thursday, but Um, my youngest has been sick this week with an ear infection and stomach infection. So not sleeping well. Um, so definitely kind of just like surviving on a couple of hours of sleep here and there. And then, um, I would say thriving, um, I actually have like a pretty cool project. Can't really give all the details yet, but for our business, we have a project that we're working on and getting to just collaborate with another woman that's in the same industry as me. So that, I feel like that's one way that I'm thriving, you know, still juggling motherhood and all the things, but then still having something exciting to look forward to in the business. 
Yeah, that's exciting. And I'm so sorry to hear, hear about your kid. Uh, it's hard to see the ones you love kind of not feeling great. So I'll be thinking about y'all and praying for you. Thank you. So kind of diving in, tell us a little bit more about yourself and how Alabama glamping came to be. Okay. So glamping Alabama, I actually um, came up with the idea when I was scrolling through Instagram, I came across this idea of glamping and, you know, elevated camping. When I saw a girl from Arkansas, she was posting, I had actually always followed her for several years and she started posting about a business she was running. And I just thought, wow, that's really neat. That's interesting. Our family loves to camp, um, you know, just like regular tent camping, kind of roughing it. But I know from talking with a lot of people, that's not really, you know, ideal for a lot of people. A lot of people are intimidated by camping. So I um, brought the idea up to my husband and he is like very business-minded. He's always coming up with ideas. I'm more of the like, person who's like, oh, that won't work. Or I don't know. He says I'm the dream crusher, (laughs) but he, um, you know, he was pretty surprised that I came to him with this business idea. And of course he was totally on board. So we started talking about the business in, let's see, it was probably around October of 2020. And then we officially launched Glamping Alabama in um, March of 2021. And uh, at the time when we launched the business, I was seven months pregnant. I had a full-time job and already had two kiddos here with us. So um, pretty crazy time to launch a business, I would say. Yeah, definitely. And on top of that, a pandemic. Yes. Yeah. Don't can't forget that. (laughs) Wow. That's really cool. I absolutely love that. So, you know, for our friends who may not know, kind of go into a little bit more about what is Alabama glamping and like, what are y'all known for? Like what types of uh, glamping do you do and types of things like that? Yeah. So we actually, we do mostly backyard setups. We have these very large, they're like 16 foot bell tents, canvas bell tents that we put up in backyards. Most of the time people are sleeping in them. So we're providing, you know, mattresses and linens and rugs, decor, hanging lights, all the things. So it's a perfect like family night or birthday idea. Um, We also offer what we call our lounge tent that has like tables and pillow seating. And then we also offer an indoor sleepover option with little smaller teepees and mattresses. So we do, we do several different things. Um, we've kind of just quickly added different options over time with client requests and things like that. Yeah. So, you know, kind of going back a little bit, how did the business really evolve and kind of get like recognized and people started getting really on board with this idea of glamping? I mean, I know people are all about it, but kind of walk us through, like, what were some of the original conversations y'all were trying to have? Like, to even like sourcing the types of stuff that you would need for glamping to actually like implementing it and everything else kind of in between there. Yeah. So honestly, it just, it, it was like a newer idea. I don't know of anyone that was doing the larger bell tents in our area. So I think it was just something that people 
got excited about, you know, something new and fun. And a lot of people are, they want to try camping. They're just a little, you know, not sure. And so this made it like an easier entry, I guess. You didn't have to buy all the equipment. And it's just like, we come and do all the work for you. We set it up, we take it down. So it's just like a fun way for them to experience it. But as far as sourcing and knowing what to buy and how to kind of run the business, I actually had a lot of help from the girl that I mentioned earlier in Arkansas. Uh, When I saw her idea, I reached out to her and she actually consulted with us and walked us through the whole entire process. So um, that was huge, having that help and just knowing you know, what worked well for them, what did not work well from them, just learning from someone else's experience that, I mean, I don't feel like we would have been as successful as we have been without that. Wow. That's incredible. I'm big about community and helping other people like and paying it forward. And so that's just a really cool story of how someone who's kind of gone before you and tried this and probably learned a lot of lessons along the way too, was able to then be there and support y'all in a way to kind of make sure that you kind of had a great starting point. And that's really huge. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely helped a ton for sure. Yeah. So what do you really enjoy most about Alabama glamping? Like what really fires you up about it? Honestly, I think it's just, when we see our clients um, expressions, like when they come out and see what we've done, you know, they get really excited, especially with kids. We do a lot of birthday setups, indoor and outdoor. And so when the kids come in and get to see just like what we've prepared for them and for their friends, that's, that's great. And then uh, hearing all the memories and, you know, just having the clients tell us the next day they had so much fun or, you know, that was a wonderful family experience. So honestly, it's just seeing people make memories and just hearing about their experiences. I think that's my favorite part. Yeah. I thought that's really fun. So what has been the biggest lesson you've learned along the way? Hmm. Okay. So I think I've learned that I need to stay away from Target and DJ Maxx places like that because I get drawn in to purchasing more pillows and linens and things like that so it's just learning to only buy a little bit at a time and making sure that you know you're not spending more than you're making and just really paying attention to the financial side because that part does not come easily for me Um, I'm more about like let's just do it and get in there and the marketing and social media, all of that networking, that's fun, but I'm definitely learning more about the financial side and all the things that come with that, with budgeting, accounting, and, you know, all of those things. Yeah, definitely. I bet there's a lot of little things along the way that you don't even think about before going into like a business venture and then realizing, oh, wait, yeah, we need that. And (laughs) we need this. And so it's just interesting how those things come up. If you could give your 16, 21 and 30 year old self any advice, what would it be? And do you feel like the advice would be different per season or life stage? Yes, I would definitely say different per life stage. Um, At 16, I would tell myself not to get caught up with the trivial things, um, not being worried about 
who I'm dating and just all the things that 10 years down the road, even two years down the road, once you graduate high school, things that don't really matter. So just reminding myself of just focusing on like growth and friendships. That's one thing I would tell myself first at 16 and then mm, 21, let's see, I actually got married at 21. Um, so maybe I would just encourage myself at 21 to, to be less selfish and to be better with communicating with my spouse and just, I don't know, it's, it's hard to kind of think of what you would tell yourself 10 years ago, because that would that'd be 10 years ago. Things are so much different now than they were then. And then your 30 year old self, what would you uh, tell her? Oh, okay. So that was just last year. Let's see. Well, I would say I would encourage her to not be scared to take a risk with starting the business um, because that was, it was terrifying to actually like put it out there into the world that I was starting this business and um, the fear of failure. That was huge for me. So just, you know, encouraging myself to just do it. And if it failed, it failed. But now a year later, you know, I can see that it was successful. Yeah, that's, that's cool to see. Like sometimes we can, we can get bogged down or paralyzed by that fear. And so it's really cool that you're able to kind of push through that fear and, and start this business. Yes, there was definitely a moment, probably, probably like just up until the moment that we actually announced publicly that we were starting the business like right up until me hitting like published on Facebook, it was like, maybe this is wrong. Maybe I shouldn't do it. Maybe I should put it off. You know, you start to come up with a million excuses of why you shouldn't do it, why you shouldn't take the risk. So thankfully my husband, he's a great encourager. He, he pushed me to just do it, like just give it a try. So very thankful for him. Yeah. It's always good to have that encourager in your life. So you're a mother of three. You're also homeschooling your kids. You're a wife and you're running a business. How do you juggle and balance it all? That's a great question. Um, I don't, I don't know that I balance it all. I don't know that there is like a balance per se. It's just being very intentional with my time and you know, making sure that the most important things come first, which is God. And then my family, I have to make sure that those, what I like to call the big rocks, I have to make sure those are in place and taken care of first. And then everything else just has to kind of fall around it. So, um, I really rely heavily on a calendar and a to-do list and, um, you know, different different things like that to kind of keep me on track, but just always kind of trying to refocus and come back to what is the most important thing. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. And, you know, I think that's really 
I'm a big, (laughs) I'm a big calendar to-do lister myself. And so there's nothing that gives me more of a thrill than crossing something off my to-do list. I don't know if you can, if you can, you know, resonate with that, but that is at least for me. So I think that's awesome that, you know, you find intentional time. And I think that's what it's all about because you're not going to be a hundred percent at everything all the time to all the people in your life. And so I think it's smart that you have your, your rocks that you're, you're calling. So what are your, your rocks again? So my big rocks would be God, just spending time with him in prayer and in the word, um, you know, making sure that I'm involved in things with church and in our faith community. And then also my husband, making sure that we're communicating, that we're spending time together, you know, making sure I'm nourishing that relationship and then my children and with my children, it's just quality time. And then now I've taken on the role of educating them. So making sure that I'm making time for that as well. And then the business comes after that. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's really powerful. And when you look back on your life, you know, after it's all said and done, what do you hope your legacy is? I hope that people will say that I spent my time wisely and I spent my time on things that mattered and that the people around me felt loved and felt cared for and that I was intentional with my time, Um, you know, more so than being successful financially or, you know, with status, those sort of things. I'm realizing the older I get that those things matter less and less and just really focusing on spending time with the people I love and just making an impact. How can I help others? So I hope that when people, you know, think about me when I'm gone, that they see that I really did love others well. Oh, beautifully said. And it's my favorite question I have to go into because I feel like everyone has such a different answer is how would you define success for yourself? I think it kind of ties into what I was just saying. Success is spending my time wisely on the things that really, truly matter, not money and not status and recognition. It's just, you know, loving those around me and doing that well and making a difference and having an impact on others around me for the positive in a positive way. Well, now it's time for the leading ladies. We love rapid fire game. Get excited. (laughs) So the game is all about women empowering women and lifting each other up. And so I'm going to list out an adjective and I would love for you to shout out the first lady that comes to mind who is doing exactly that and give just a quick little insight into who they are. Just a quick description and we'll keep it moving. Are you ready? Yep, I'm ready. All right, let's do this. First word is bold. Okay, so Felicia Masonheimer, a lot of people may not know her, but she is a Christian podcaster, blogger, writer who really just kind of steps out of her comfort zone and shares what she believes in a bold way. Next word is genuine. So the first thing that comes to mind is Mother Teresa. She just seems so loving and caring and, you know, she really not looking for anything in return yeah next word is strong 
Hayden Setzer. She is my CrossFit coach. She is the definition of strong. <laughs> I love it. Oh, CrossFit, man. That's, that, I'm impressed. Next word is creative. Joanna Gaines. Fixer upper all the way. Oh, yes. Ship laugh. Gotta love it. Last but not least is visionary. Rosa Parks. I think she had a vision of what could be and what should be, and she didn't let anything get in her way. Oh, I love it. Well, that is the end of the Leading Ladies We Love rapid fire game. Great job. I just really appreciate your time, Caitlin. Thank you so much for sharing your insight and your heart. Thank you for having me. Before we go, please let our friends know, how can they follow along? What is your shameless plug? Yeah, so you can follow along on Instagram or Facebook at Glamping Alabama. And we also have a website and it's just glampingalabama.com. So love for you to follow along, see our setups and see what new things we have coming next. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much. It was such a joy to meet you and I just wish you all the best. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ladies Who Lead podcast. Looking for another way to engage with the Ladies Who Lead podcast? Check out our Instagrams and our show notes at the Ladies Who Lead. And don't forget to check out our website, www.theladieswholead.com. Until next time, I'm SK Vaughn.